Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Nisa, and I'm Omar. Welcome to our podcast, Help I'm Sad. Today's episode is all about being an introvert. We will be referencing the book Quiet by Susan Cain, and we're going to be talking about introvertism, the power of shutting the up and resting in silence and solitude. So if you're of the melancholy variety, you're a nervous wreck or anything in between, settle in and make yourself at home. So, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling optimistic. And I'm wearing a shirt that says optimistic, and I'm trying to be that I'm wearing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm that. And then, so, I've been meditating a lot and working out not for the past three days, being completely honest. But I still feel good. Um, got a trip planned in, like, two weeks that I'm super excited for. Seeing one of my favorite muses in the whole wide world anybody knows it's indie ivory mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm in it's that. a concert yeah it's a festival oh a festival a where day festival um in la at the at a park i forgot the park name. oh okay but yeah it's all day fest um erica badu's gonna be there i'm name dropping like oh, erica badu like yeah. sign me up yes <laughs> I'm about to be, okay but yeah that's where i'm at i'm kind of hyped for that after that you know, we'll see. <laughs> Check back in next month. Right. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay. I've made it a mission of my for myself to come on here when we record and be, like you said, more optimistic and positive. Yeah. Because I feel like lately, like, it's totally fine to be honest about how you're feeling, right? And yeah. what I was saying in all the earlier episodes, I guess, it, it is honest, but I'm trying to... A new, I'm trying a new kind of um, approach to like living my life with depression. Yeah. So like, even though I may feel depressed, I'm trying to look at it. I basically lie to myself, <laughs> it's just so I can to trick my mind into thinking that I'm in a different mood. So you asked how I'm feeling today. I'm going to say <laughs> that I'm feeling great. Right? You're feeling <laughs> I'm feeling great. Um, I mean, honestly, there's nothing to complain about, it, which is another thing. I'm trying to complain less. Like, I'm not a complainer, but, like, like I won't, uh, not... I won't complain it, like, to other people. Yeah. But I will, in my head, 
keep bringing up the things that aren't going right or the things that aren't going the way that I want them to. And so even though I don't verbalize it, it still affects me. Yeah, it's it's internalized and I'm still feeling the effects of my thought process. And so I'm I'm great today. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of want to like take a point that you're wearing blue and I feel like your mood matches. <laughs> I know. How you're trying to trick me to make you feel and then I'm wearing yellow and I'm Which is like, right, and sunshine and like, right. like happiness. Like, I'm like I'm the sun, you're the moon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's really funny because my sign is Leo, which is ruled by the sun. Uh-huh. But also not a big fan of the sun, so I just think that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Also, I have depression, which is can be mitigated with the sunlight you know mm-hmm. vitamin d yeah. and still people are like oh i feel so much better when i go out in the sun and like i feel less depressed and like no it it's still not. doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so uh i want to share this quote that i found as i was scrolling through social media and i wanted to talk about it because honestly i felt attacked while i was reading it <laughs> and i don't want to be the only victim so it's a list of boundaries that we can set with ourselves and this is what it says boundaries with yourself look like not buying things you can't afford Mm. taking regular breaks during the day Mm. keeping the promises you make to yourself ending a toxic relationship creating a healthy sleep routine taking time to honor your feelings and process your thoughts talking to yourself like you would talk to a loved one and giving up the idea that you will be perfect now Right off the bat, like, as you audibly made note of, um, I felt disrespected. <laughs> I was like, this I is hurtful. <laughs> Why well, I have to be number one? Like, I could I could accept it if it was, like, number three. But to right. start off, like, that was hurtful. Okay. Definitely. And then it just progressively got worse, honestly. <laughs> I was like, you ever like, dang, dang, right. dang. <laughs> so, apparently, I'm not maintaining boundaries with myself. So, right. that's a great realization. And so, I just wanted to know. Do you think you're good at setting boundaries with yourself? Like, okay, so do you think you're good at setting boundaries with others? And then do you think you're good at set- setting boundaries with yourself? And then are there any differences? Like, what does that look like? Okay, so I'm going to answer the first two questions. Okay. Very simply. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not good at setting boundaries with others. I'm not good at setting boundaries with myself. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, honestly and truthfully, I am in a working progress mm-hmm. with saying that... Um. I always want to maintain a level of kindness because I think that this is not enough in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I just want to naturally be that. So let me just just try to incorporate into that boundary setting realm. So within that kindness, I find it hard for people to not take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, I'm trying to just find a balance of one, either finding different people to hang around who respect my energy a little bit more or like help uplift the people that are already surrounding me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And which I'm, I think I'm trying to do anyways because that's just the type of person I am. I don't like, yeah. if I don't want to be stagnant, I don't want anybody else or anything else around me to be the same level of frequency I am, which yeah. I think is part of my fear of not being, no, we're not going to into it. Oh, <laughs> we're not going to get into it. <laughs> Yeah. That's so raven when you go into you. I was about to go. I was about to go in. I was about to go in, but yeah. yeah. So that that's a whole different no. So yeah, yeah. I need to, I need boundary setting is very top of the list of me 
especially if you're on a spiritual journey, like yeah. setting boundaries is one of those things that like if you are not cognizant or aware at every moment of your day about that, it's like it can it can be It's fleeting. like you can easily black backslide. Definitely. Yeah. And, and forget that you back backslid and don't mm-hmm. know what day or like where it went wrong. Yeah. Cause like you just already get back into a habit. So Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How about how are you with setting boundaries with others, yourself? And then what it look like between the two? <laughs> okay, so with setting boundaries with others, I think I've gotten better. Yeah, I definitely think I've gotten better. When it comes to myself, boundaries where? There are no boundaries. <laughs> I have no boundaries. Um, And the boundaries that I do set up, like, I'll, like one day I'll be like, okay, I can't, like the first one said, I can't buy things that I can't afford. Yeah. That boundary is out the window the moment I see something that I convince myself I need. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I honestly think it's harder to, to keep boundaries with yourself than it is with other, others because, like, unless you tell someone else so they can hold you accountable, I feel like if you just keep it to yourself, it's harder to maintain those boundaries with yourself because... I don't know. To me, it feels more of a betrayal when I'm setting a boundary with someone and they cross that boundary. Yeah. And so then when that happens, it feels like more of a betrayal. And so then it hurts more. And so then I'm more likely to keep enforcing it. Yeah. Whereas when I set it with myself and I cross that, ba- that boundary, <laughs> maybe it's like I have no discipline, but it's just like, <laughs> OK, well, I'll try again next time. Like, I don't get I don't right. feel as hurt. But then the crazy thing is like years later i'll realize that hey i didn't set that boundary and it did hurt me a lot and so this is why i'm am in the place that i am in now or whatever you know yeah. like you look back and you're like okay if i maybe if i did set that boundary with myself i'd be further in life or For maybe sure. if i did set that boundary i wouldn't be with these people in my life yeah and so i think the difference for me is like honestly the key even though there's an element of self-love for both i think when it comes to setting boundaries, it's like you have to have this self-love and discipline so that you can maintain those boundaries for yourself. And I think not everyone associates boundaries with or associates boundaries for yourself with self-love. I think people think self-love is just like, oh, set boundaries with other people who are like trying to bring you down or right. um, just, you know, be healthy or whatever the case may be. But, like, reading this post really was, like, wow, like, I'm slacking, you know? Like, I'm not where I thought I was or where I wanted to be. And so now this is, like, great. This is a new thing that I have to start working on because I do see in the areas on that list where I am suffering. And it could easily be resolved by me setting a boundary with myself and maintaining that boundary. And I I think before you set that boundary, well, even after you set that boundary, there's, like, a precursor to when you make the decision to choose the opposite of what you really want to do, it's just like that trigger, mm-hmm. the trigger point where you like feel like, okay, like I'm, I'm wanting to do exactly what I am promising myself not to do. So yeah. what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? And like putting in place yeah, what exactly you would do, regardless of like really how you feel like doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in terms of like eating healthy, yeah. knowing I'm the, chicken's right there but the salad's right next to it just picking up the salad and leaving even if i know i'm not gonna eat it right now i gotta go take the salad (laughs) because if i don't and just ponder on it i'm gonna make excuses and excuses become yes they sound like reasons (laughs) yeah if you allow them to just sit there for a while um so 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's why your I think, triggers. Everybody's different in that way. So. Yeah, and I think like um, like I said before, having maybe like an accountability partner or someone that you can tell your boundaries to. Yeah. Is helpful because I know for me, uh, I care about what people think, and so <laughs> if um I tell someone, oh, this is my boundary for myself, and then they see me crossing it. I will feel shame (laughs) and that is a motivating factor for me. And so I would, I know this, you know, it should come from a place of wanting to do it for self-love and do it for yourself. But let's be honest, like sometimes it takes other stepping stones to get to that place. And so for me, that looks like shame. (laughs) And so if I see that someone sees me not following through with what I said I would do, then I start to think, okay, well, I don't want to be perceived that way because I know deep down I am that person. I will follow through with what I said, said I would do if it's for other people (laughs) and so i just need to do that for myself and having someone have the same respect yeah that's what it is the key thing is like having that self-respect yeah and to think that you're worth like you deserve it and you're worthy of like having keeping your word keeping your word to yourself yeah, yeah yeah This is the part of the podcast where Omar asks us two would-you-rather questions. One is designed to lighten the mood, and the other is to get us thinking. So, what's our first question? Okay, so, first question is, would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read minds? Okay, so I love this question, because it's easy for me to answer, okay? <laughs> Obviously, I'd rather have telekinesis, okay? okay? I There's many reasons. I will list them for you, okay? The first one is I want to be able to move things with my mind out of pure laziness, okay? The second one, right? The second one is I want telekinesis because I can freak people out. And that would be a lot of entertainment for me. <laughs> like, scary I mean. people. <laughs> And then acting like I didn't do it. Like, that would just be so much fun for me. That sounds and so then, chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third reason is I don't want tele- telepathy because why would I want to read people's minds so I can get my feelings hurt? No, thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. That was mm-hmm. honestly solid. Okay. Um, Between the two, telekinesis or telepathy, um... I hear what you're saying about the reading mind because I thought about that too. Like, I don't, why would I want to, okay, would you be able to, like, turn it off? That's, that, I okay. would like that. I don't know. I think that's better, like, being able to turn it off so it's only for, like, certain people or, like, certain times. But, like, just imagine, like, you're in a relationship and then you could read that person's mind all the time. See, and I they're not always going to have good thoughts about exactly. you, but you want the idea that they always have good thoughts of you. That's way better than the reality of that. Sometimes they're like, ew, I can't believe I'm with this person. And it's like, wow, that hurts. I, <laughs> Even though you have those hope, same thoughts. <laughs> I would hope I do not have that thought about the person with at the bare minimum. I'm like, okay, this is a friend. Right. Like, they get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> they get on my they get on my nerves right now, but right. I, they my friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, I might have to just do a telekinesis because the reading of the mind just seems less funner than the ability to move things in my mind. Yeah. Um, I think of Matilda. Um, mm-hmm. I think of um, what all? What's another word? T- Charmed. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was her, yeah. I I was a big fan of Charmed, so like, yeah. the thing in my mind would be just be ideal. 
also yeah yeah it's also like better because like it could help in like dangerous situations like For if something's sure. about to fall like or you could move you. it yeah you could move it or whatever or you can get cats out of the tree yeah imagine the type of superhero you are Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superhero but name? But then I guess there name? could be a superhero aspect of telepathy because you can find out, like, you can read someone's mind to know if they're gonna do something bad. Yeah. Like, but that's also scary. Like, I wouldn't want to hear a murderer's thoughts. Like, what if you heard a serial killer's thoughts? Like, that would be really scary. Honestly, but could you? But like, if you didn't internalize it, like, I feel like if you had, if you had telepathy without empathy, mm-hmm. and was and like was able to actually just do your biz, do business right. with your your ability, right? Just be like nine one one. Hey, this dude's thinking about killing. Someone. Definitely. But then the thing about it is like you can't do that. That's like illegal. Like you Put can't in be the book. like. <laughs> but I'm saying like make it a nonfiction. Now I'm saying you can't bestseller. Put the money towards what they got going on and put and lock them up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, it's like a thing where you can't like you can't charge someone for a crime unless they've actually committed it. Right. So it's like even then, would it really be that helpful? I guess it would be kind of like letting the police know, like look out for when this happens, so they can catch them in the act. I guess, but like or you could just set up traps. That's entrapment. What? <laughs> I, I mean, we got we got to be coming off the street, okay? Because we're not. I feel like if okay, here's what here's what I do. Because a lot of a lot of criminals mm-hmm. are going through things mentally that we yeah. are not paying attention to. So imagine someone having the ability to read their minds. That's true. It could also to help help them yeah. through whatever they're going through. So maybe they don't have to commit the crime. It could also. I'm help just people. thinking if those people, like the same people that maybe the other people that aren't are crazy because they're just crazy as heck mm-hmm. trap those people not the ones that you can kind of like reach <laughs> to help a little bit like they're on yeah. the edge but like, like they're not too far off. right like they're only like committing the crime because of circumstances exactly but i think it's also helpful for like the people who are like criminally insane or whatever like if you could read their mind that you could better understand other future criminals you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and understand like how to fix it you know what i'm saying like how to stop people or how to find like see the the signs yeah. of when someone's gonna do that sort of thing. Yeah. So I do see the the positives in having both, but for my lifestyle <laughs> and my personality, I would totally choose telekinesis. Yeah, I think on the funner side, I would do telekinesis, but I think realistically in my <laughs> in my field, I probably do tele the telepath. Telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic. That's just what just happened there. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think just because I need to read the people I'm working with mine so I yeah. can just better navigate them. Yeah. Okay, so the second one, not so serious. But I, mean, it's, I mean, this is kind of serious matter to me. Yeah. Because this is really <laughs> serious. Would you rather um, labor under hot sun or extreme cold? And by labor, you mean work, right? Work. Okay. <laughs> um, Hebrew slave. Right, I okay. Mean, yeah. Um, extreme cold because I'm very I don't like being hot whatsoever like it's really uncomfortable for me and I have more physical symptoms from being hot than cold and I could wear layers but when you're hot and you like take all those layers off you can't, you can't take, your, take skin your skin off, off right you can't. <laughs> so I rather just like bundle up in layers and I grew up like in Chicago in the Chicago land area so it's like I'm used to it being cold. Obviously, it probably wouldn't be as cold as like Antarctica, Antarctica. or like somewhere <laughs> or like Alaska yeah. or somewhere like yeah. or Canada, like somewhere that's crazy cold. But 
at least my body would be used to the cold. So yeah. I, I mean, the summers do get pretty hot here, but I just couldn't. Like, even when the summers are hot here, I'm set off. Like, I just don't understand why the sun has to hang out so long. So yeah. Yeah. I would jef- definitely choose cold. How about you? Yeah, we can move on because I'm on the same page. <laughs> right? Like, that was easy. <laughs> that was pretty much easy. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> hell is hot, so why would I want to sit? <laughs> why would I want to endure I imagine hell, hell is hot. I don't know if hell is actually hot, but I imagine since the depiction of- I heard this thing that, like, hell is, like, when you go to hell, it's not just, like, it being hot. It's about, like, whatever your worst fear is, is there. And- That's what I heard, I have too. lots of fears. So I heard, like, like whatever state of mind you died in, that's kind of- a, like energy field you'll be in like whatever, oh, really? if you were in fear or you know had shame whatever that's kind of, that's kind of like space or yeah. mindset you kind of realm in, in for eternity yeah I want to say right off the bat this episode is for the introverts in the world okay <laughs> so I think the world is so in- like extrovert focused that sometimes as a society we forget that like we can learn from introverts Mm -hmm. just as we can all learn from extroverts Mm -hmm. so as an introvert i find that my experience in the world is often that i am told to speak up um, or be more sociable or to basically change who i am because being an introvert is in very few ways beneficial that's how the world sees us it sees introvertism and so this episode is very much here to debunk this societal belief and hopefully empower any introverts who are listening so it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to be quiet i highly recommend for everyone extroverts and introverts to read the book quiet by susan cain um i've seen it floating out there that like people are not a fan of this book um (laughs) (laughs) and like the thing is like it's very um research-based and so that can be sometimes not very fun to read for most people um but i found it interesting because it was very validating the book was very validating for me but I know for some it might not be as engaging, I guess, because it is um, heavily researched. But I think introverts should read this book because, like I said, it can validate our experiences and feelings and provide hope for us, I feel like. Um, and so I think extroverts should read this book um, to take a few notes <laughs> and reframe their understanding of the introvert's mind. Okay, before we fully get into the episode, I want to make a disclaimer that this is not an episode to bash extroverts, okay, but to empower introverts in a world that honors extroverted personalities. Both personalities are good and both are necessary in the world, including ambiverts too. So let's start by discussing some of the myths around being an introverted person and how extroversion became the cultural ideal. Susan Cain in her book Quiet says, In the culture of character, the ideal self was serious, disciplined, and honorable. What counted was not so much the impression one made in public as how one behaved in private. The word personality didn't exist in English until the 18th century, and the idea of having a good personality was not widespread until the 20th. But when they embraced the culture of personality, Americans started to focus on how others perceived them. They became captivated by people who were bold and entertaining. The social role demanded of all in the new culture of personality was that of a performer. Every American was to become a performing self. I, I appreciate that um, that quote you took from her book um, because it put in perspective. I don't. I feel like I I I, I used to struggle like back in 
elementary high school days of like the duality of like wanting to be social for the sake mm-hmm. of having a village um, yeah. and having people who are for you and willing to protect you but then being introverted enough to like not want <laughs> to be bothered with anybody yeah and so it's like trying to form connection so you get like that feeling of closeness yeah but then also wanting like privacy or like independence. Yeah, individuality yeah individuality. Especially because of social media i feel like social media is like a, a totally different ball totally different ball game because i mean you get to put on display who you are as a person but like mm-hmm. if you are not clear about exactly what it is and what you what you do or do not like it becomes um almost becomes a a ploy to gain something that's not like you you know what i'm saying or, yeah or put on a facade for the mm-hmm. sake of likes and comments um yeah and i think I think I think we're all dealing with the aesthetics of everything yeah. that we're able to see so quickly and easily. So um, finding one's aesthetic is is really, I think, the core of <laughs> any vert you feel. Any vert, you, yeah. <laughs> any, I love vert, that. any vert you feel you are. <laughs> no, I love that so much. <laughs> so I wanted to segue into the myths, some of the myths that are out there about introverts. Um, introverts don't make good leaders. They are socially awkward and or shy, don't work well in teams or groups. Introverts are less successful than extroverts, um, don't like people or lack people skills. Introverts don't have valuable thoughts or ideas because they are so quiet. I've heard, heard that a lot. Yeah. Um, introverts always want to be alone. Introverts don't like fun. Introverts are depressed, make up a small percentage of the population. They also they also say that um, we also prefer to listen, always prefer to listen. Um, introverts are rude or stuck up. Introverts can be cured and become extroverts. And another last myth is introverts are judgmental and unemotional. How do you feel about all those myths? Do you think some of them are true? Um, I think I like kind of like how you said, like duality and stuff. I think humans are complex, obviously. And so there are some things that introverts might fall into these categories. Like for me, I'm introvert and I'm depressed, but my depression isn't linked to my introversion. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, um, some introverts do lack people skills, but that's not because they're introverts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a result of being an introvert. Yeah. It's a result of circumstances or biology, whatever. And I think I've heard almost all of these things have been said to me. Yeah. Um, or have been thought about me. For example, um, I know that people don't take me as seriously as a leader because I am an introvert and because I'm a more quiet person. And, like, I'm often soft-spoken, and so I think people think that they can walk all over me or, like, I won't say anything to them. Yeah. Um but that's not true. <laughs> it's just, it's because they think like, oh, quiet people or like meek people are, um, aren't going to stand up for themselves. And there are certain people who are like that. But I think most introverts know how to handle themselves. And they do have people skills <laughs> in which they can handle that situation. And it, it, in my personal opinion, I think introverts know how would know how to de-escalate the situation better. And so um, I think I've also 
I think people confuse that like I like to be alone as in I always want to be alone, (laughs) which is like no one 100 percent wants anything. Like, like, like I said, humans are complex. And so right. although I do enjoy being alone, obviously I want to form connections. I want to be around people sometimes. It's just not as often as extroverts might. Think. And I also might not have that same urge yeah. or frequency to want to be around um, yeah. other people. Also, as an introvert, I do prefer to listen, but not always. Like sometimes it's nice to have someone listen to you and to yeah. feel heard. Um, and so like I think – all of these preconceptions and myths about introverts, although they can be true for cer- certain people, I think largely they're damaging myths about introverts that end up in- impacting their self-esteem. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we start to view ourselves from the lens of society who thinks that we are these things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so yeah. then we take them on. I've also gotten that I, I seem stuck up or mean because I'm quiet, which is like, I just don't want to talk to you. Right. Or I Which can be me, because why, 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 why would you not want to talk to me? Um, because I think introverts are very observant people, right? And so right. We, we sit back instead of talking. We listen and we sit back, and then we get to know people from that. Especially if you're watching an extrovert, you can know a lot about an extrovert, and it could be true. Whereas yeah. if you're watch, watching an introvert because we are quiet, you can think you know a lot about us, but we don't. Which is also something I've gotten where people are like, I feel like I don't really know you, but I know you. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, because I only provide certain details about, my, about myself or I listen a lot and so you feel like because I'm listening a lot that we're we are forming this connection we, yeah. yeah and I'm like we're not I just I know a lot about you like I know your credit score yeah I don't feel like I should know right right I know <laughs> and your the last four the social <laughs> but yeah and you know zero about me yeah isn't that interesting so I think for me it's like sure. it's not me it's just like when I observe people, I'm like, mm, that's energy I don't want to be around. Or I don't trust that person because I overheard them talking about somebody else. And I'm like, so yeah. I, you're just not someone I want to be around. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be mean to you. I just not, I don't have anything to say to you. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. productive. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's about pro- productivity, I guess. Yeah. So how do you feel like these, you can relate to these? Like, has anyone ever told you any of these things? Or have you ever felt this impression that people have about you? Um. Yeah, I always inwardly... I'm a type of person who likes, who enjoys to like reflect, yeah, <laughs> and like learn what what is perceived based on what I see and what's perceived based on what other people see, and kind of mm-hmm. do the comparison between the two. Yeah. Um. So feeling like I'm not a good enough leader, the awkward, the awkwardly social person, yeah. being shy, I've definitely experienced that, and when I haven't been social or uh, awkwardly social or shy and have been a good leader I still have been considered that or that you know being soft-spoken and not yeah. being considered taking us serious um yeah I, I think I experienced if not all of it all of it <laughs> right <laughs> you know exactly just, just on yeah. yeah and I think to go with the shy thing or socially awkward I do think that I do have those moments right like where I can be shy but I've noticed that like when I was younger, I thought, oh, I was shy with everyone. Yeah. When in reality, like, I'm not shy with you, yeah. but I feel comfortable with you. Yeah. And I'm not shy with other people that I feel comfortable with. Yeah. I'm just shy with people that I don't feel comfortable with yet. <laughs> and my be, me being shy isn't um, – I don't think I was born shy. You know what I'm saying? I think my shyness stemmed from emotional trauma yeah. where I'm just like I have to keep myself hidden. Um, and so I think, like – 
to me i think some people think shyness is like a core personality trait where i feel like to me it comes and goes with certain people and Mm -hmm. i feel like it comes and goes with certain situations and i think making the two synonymous with each other being an introvert and being shy is unproductive because they're two different things and you can be shy and be an introvert but not all introverts are shy yeah and so i think like anything making generalizations about people is not um productive and is not helpful for anyone yeah i think that 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 definitely hit when you said like the you the emotional trauma definitely yeah. played a part in creating the level of shyness because yeah you do feel like you have to hide away and like mm-hmm. keep something to yourself for the sake yeah. of everyone else <laughs> yeah. so um i don't yeah. know have you ever experienced this feeling but like i like this is obviously evolved since I've grown, but like when I was younger, I had this feeling like I had to protect my true personality from other people. Mm-hmm. Like I had to like be someone else, <laughs> but like not because I felt like, oh, these people aren't going, like these people want me to be someone else. I felt like it was, you don't get to see the real me. Yeah. Like I'm not going to give you that power to see the real me until I feel like I can trust you. Yeah. And then, even then, it's going to be like, I'm going to trickle it out. <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to give it all at I, once. I feel like inwardly, you know, like, if if I were to be critiqued on, on this part of me, yeah, <laughs> I know how triggered I can be. And yes. that's just it's not a place I want to be yeah. spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the type of energy I want to put out because you see people putting out that type of energy all the time. Yeah. And it's never not ghetto. It's never not <laughs> reckless yeah. and ratchet and, like, distasteful. Like, it's yeah. never not that. And so I definitely understand that. And having to put on, yeah, put on not for people, just yeah. for like you knowing what response of people might be, and this is not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it is not worth it. And I think sure. like that's so crazy that like we were young enough to know that like how certain people are gonna react. Like we we're like that aware. Yeah, because I feel like most children aren't that aware. They're just like I'm gonna be myself until someone tells me I can't. Right. And then for us, it was the other way. It was like. I'm going to be not going to be myself until someone shows me I can. Yeah. And that's crazy to me because it's like not, I feel like that's not the nature of children. And that just says so much about like the trauma that we face and like the different experiences we had that made us feel like at a young age that we couldn't show up as other children showed up. And I remember being young thinking like, why is it so easy for these people to just be themselves? Right. And I was like, to me, I'm like, um, I'm just going to be like this shell of a person. Like, I'm just going to be like, give you parts of myself so that you stay hooked like in the sense that like you don't feel like i'm not giving enough yeah but i'm just gonna keep the stuff that's really important to myself exactly (laughs) yep that's ringing true yeah yeah okay so i'm like we already kind of established that we're both introverts um but there are people out there who like extroverts and ambiverts i have like met very few ambiverts so i don't know like the statistics on that but like i think it's so interesting that those people exist Um, can we define ambivert yeah so ambivert, um, based on dictionary.com, um, is a person whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert features. Uh, yeah, simple and easy. <laughs> yeah, but like for me, I'm never like this balanced person. <laughs> like I'm always like go hard for one thing or like that, and so I feel like I'm an extreme introvert. Whereas like some people can be amb- ambiverts or like extreme extroverts. My, I fall like 
or I'm an okay, so like we we're progressive thinkers, guys. Right. <laughs> on a spectrum, everything's on a spectrum now. Right. So for if extroverts on one end and introverts on the on the other end, introverts in the middle, where do you lie? Okay, um, well, very if, you give close. Me, if you give me like percentage wise, like ninety percent introvert, not ten percent extrovert. I would honestly say ninety percent introvert. Okay. And I think that has like a lot to do with like me being an only child yeah. and like different and like having a a pretty small family. I think contributes to that. Like this need to not necessarily be super social or like do lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. I, at first, I think, like, for a while, I thought, okay, well, I can be an introvert, but, like, still want to be social. But then the pandemic happened, and I was like, let's be honest, Nisa, you're a full-blown introvert. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I could totally, I could totally see myself for the rest of my life never going to a movie again. Like, or doing certain social yeah. aspects. Like, I would still want to be social, but I don't see myself needing to do anything where there's large groups of people. Like, I could be social with, you know, a couple of my friends, but, yeah. like, anything outside of that... I just don't feel like I will ever need that in my life. Yeah, no, I I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think this pandemic was definitely like a. I'm glad this happened. Like I'm yeah. not glad people are dying because of this virus, but right. like I'm glad like people are having to self evaluate. Like I feel like I was doing yeah. some self evaluation beforehand. So like this pandemic was just coming in. I'm like, okay, I'm already in the house, so this is just perfect. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> continue on <laughs> right. what I'm doing. But like, You're like, this is ideal for me. Honestly, <laughs> right? I was like, okay, God, I see you. You really right. working. You manifest this happening. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, but then it was. It then became a point. Like, okay, so we everybody's actually in the house. Like, what what do we do now? Like, mm-hmm. how do I feel now? And I like you said, I kind of I kind of would can do without the movies and doing kind of so, the social things that beforehand we were kind of used to doing. Yeah, especially because I remember thinking like. I have to go to the social gathering. Like, yeah. I'm planning, thinking, like, days ahead, like, yeah. what I have to do that day, make sure I'm on time. Because anything, anything off that day, <laughs> when I'm supposed to be in front of people, I just will feel a level of anxiety. I identify more that I'm more anxious than I am depressed okay. now, nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, my anxiety just be through the roof. I don't want to say a word. And I think that's where my introvers- introversion comes in the most, mm-hmm. when I'm anxious, because it's like, no one can help me, yeah. literally, and I had to figure it out. And so I'm just like in that mode, and that mode is kind of unkind to a lot of people. That's rude to <laughs> yeah. people, a lot of people because I'm having to like really, I feel, and I, I don't know. I think I internalized like being a man, so like having to really like feel like I had to do a lot, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and not doing enough in my mind. But I'm starting to like realize I'm a lot further than a lot of people. Yeah, but I'm also uh, behind it with a lot of people. So let me. I think a level of humility comes with that. Yeah. And humility with a mix of your ego is something taboo because it's like you're constantly in the struggle of knowing you the ish and then <laughs> like saying that, hey, yeah. I'm okay. I'm I'm not the ish right <laughs> now, but I'm okay. Do you yeah. ever notice that like so for me if I have like a social thing happening? I can't do any. So let's say the social thing is happening at 3 p.m. Yeah. I'm not doing anything before 3 p.m. Yeah. Besides getting ready. Like, I have to mentally prepare. Like, I have to, like, store up, like, energy to go out. So say you're going to a social. wedding at 5 uh-huh. on a Saturday. What are you doing Friday night? <laughs> Friday night, I'm, okay. Friday night, I'm relaxing. Okay. Okay. You're I'm not doing, going out Friday night? No, I'm not going out Friday night. Saturday morning, I'm sleeping in. Although there, 
that would be hard because I would be anxious. So then I'm sleeping in, but I'm staying in bed. Okay? okay. Like, I'm not sleeping in, but I'm staying in bed. And then I'm procrastinating on getting ready. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. And so I'm setting the tone. I'm also setting the tone so that I'm in the best mood possible before I go into the social situation. I said wedding. So you know where you're going. Social situation is wedding. Yeah. Okay. Why? I'm just saying, like, so, like, for me, weddings, as a specific social situation, uh-huh. I, like, I cover weddings. I cover, like, the <laughs> union of marriages. <laughs> like, I feel like our, our, our generation is trying to move away from that idea of monogamy and that union, but I... In my mind, I'm still there. So yeah. when I'm invited to a wedding, like I have, like I have to be in a good spirit. So like that day, yeah. like you saying that break, yeah. procrastinating, I have to. There's no gym that morning, right? right? Exactly. I'm gonna be sleep at this wedding. That's another thing. Like you said with the anxiety thing, I think sometimes with anxiety, it's like the fight, flight, or freeze response. Yeah. For me, it's the freeze. Often is the freeze. So if I'm anxious about something, like a social event that's coming up, because I know I have to be outside of my box like I have to be more vocal than I usually am and more I basically have to be outgoing which for me is like being a different person it's like pulling too yeah it's like being a different person <laughs> which is exhausting like to not be your true self is kind of exhausting yeah so it's like I have to put on this kind of sort of facade mm-hmm. and so for me I have to gear myself up for that and that often looks like disassociating and like just like kind of dreading the moment that it comes and being unproductive, whereas some people would be, I think some normal people would be like, okay, I'm going to stick to my normal routine up until I have to get ready and go to the wedding. For me, I'm like, no, I'm going to sit here and ruminate about all the things that I need to get done <laughs> while not doing them. None of them. And then, <laughs> then like, being on the verge of running late and then having more anxiety. So let's talk about how, how introverts and extroverts think differently. I'm going to read a few pages from the book that discuss this. So... Introverts' disinclination to charge ahead is not only a hedge against risk, it also pays off on intellectual tasks. Here are some of the things we know about the relative performance of introverts and and extroverts at complex problem solving. Extroverts get better grades than introverts during elementary school, but introverts outperform extroverts in high school and college. At the university level, introversion predicts academic performance better than cognitive ability. One study tested 141 college students' knowledge of 20 different subjects from art to astronomy to to statistics and found that introverts knew more than extroverts about every single one of them. Introverts received disproportionate numbers of graduate degrees. National Merit Scholarship finalist positions and Phi Beta Kappa keys. They outperform extroverts on the Watson-Glaser critical thinking appraisal test, an assessment of critical thinking widely used by businesses for hiring and promotion. They've been shown to excel at something psychologists call insightful problem solving. The question is why? Introverts are not smarter than extroverts. According to IQ scores, the two types are equally intelligent. And on many kinds of tasks, particularly those performed under time or social pressure or involving multitasking, extroverts do better. Extroverts are better than introverts at handling information overload. Introverts' reflectiveness uses up a lot of cognitive capacity, according to Joseph Newman. On any given task, he says, if we have 100% cognitive capacity, an introvert may have only 75% on task and 25% off task, whereas an extrovert may have 90% on task. This is because most tasks are goal-directed. Extroverts appear to allocate most of their cognitive capacity to the goal at hand, while introverts use up capacity by monitoring how the task is going. 
but introverts seem to think more carefully than extroverts, as the psychologist Gerald Matthews describes in his work. Extroverts are more likely to take a quick and dirty approach to problem solving, trading accuracy for speed, making increasing numbers of mistakes as they go, and abandoning ship altogether when the problem seems too difficult or frustrating. Introverts think before they act, digest information thoroughly, stay on task longer, give up less easily, and work more accurately. Introverts and extroverts also direct their attention differently. If you leave them to their own devices, the introverts tend to sit around wondering about things, imagining things, recalling events from their past, and making plans for the future. The extroverts are more likely to focus on what's happening around them. It's as, it's as if extroverts are seeing what is while the introverted peers are asking what if. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So I thought that was so interesting because when I was reading, when I first read this book, which was like, this is years ago, like this was in high school, I read this book. And when I read it, I was like, I feel seen (laughs) (laughs) and I feel understood. (laughs) And um, what really got me was the part about uh, the problem solving and um, the pondering. Like she says, like introverts are asking more questions and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. I find that very much to be true. <laughs> I'm someone who asks a lot of questions, who is um thinks a lot, whether that's good or bad. Sometimes it's bad because I yeah. overthink, but I'm very in my head. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like when you were like, oh, isn't that mean that you won't talk to them? <laughs> like talk to everyone? Yeah. And it's like, 
like she said, like she's like introverts are basically observing yeah. their environment and then then making decisions. So they think before they talk or whatever, which is always the case for me. Like aside, like putting anxiety aside, I've always been someone who says, let me think a few times before I say what I'm going to say. And I can be a very deliberate person. So when I say something, you can guarantee that I mean it because I've thought about it. <laughs> and like, it's not like I'm just saying something like because you hurt my feelings. Like, no, yeah. I'm going to think about it. And if I didn't choose to say something mean, that's because I chose to say something mean. It's not yeah. because I didn't mean it. <laughs> and I was just like saying something off the cuff. So what did you think about the two pieces on the problem solving and kind of being uh, someone who asks a lot of questions? Okay. Um, I... Uh so like when I asked you about the percentages of like introvert versus mm-hmm. extrovert, I feel like at first I was gonna say like seventy percent introvert, thirty percent extrovert. But as you read that, um, I wanted to decrease my introvertness and increase my extrovertness by five percent. Okay. Um, only because I feel like, like like you said, like most of I I do overthink. Like, I'm overthinking right now, probably. Um, <laughs> but, like, th- there are, like, there is, like, more than blue moons. Like, it's, like, points of periods and times in my life where I feel like I over- like I went in things too fast. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, did not think or said things and did not, you know, yeah. pr- like, filter whatever it is I was going to say. Um, and I, you know... I think a lot of how we were raised is predicated on how we, like, speak to others and speak yeah. in general. So, um, my parents are pretty, they're not, they're not reserved, but, like, they're on the on that side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're pretty stable individuals. And so, having that level of stability, it just kind of created uh, just a, not a need to speak on everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Everything doesn't need a response, <laughs> yeah. especially it's not in my business. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so. I do find myself sometimes getting to that point where it's like, you you can't force me to talk, which is like yeah. just me being like <laughs> <laughs> obstinate and like right. stubborn. But it's like, I don't know, sometimes it's like, what's wrong with being quiet? You know what I'm saying? Like, I value it so much. <laughs> and it's yeah. like sometimes it's like, you know, and I think in school, like, it was when I really was more like it was more apparent that I was an introvert like for me was always when I was in school because I always see other people socializing and talking all the time and I'd be like they look like they're having fun with that (laughs) like for me it's like after I've done that all day at school I can't do anything else because I'm like my social battery is dead and I'm tired I'm exhausted and I would feel bad when like my friends Okay, I don't know what's listening to this. Who used to be my friend? Um, <laughs> I always did this with other friends. Like I didn't do this with you because to me it was like being with family, which right. is like with being with the good part of my family, <laughs> which is oh, like um, it's easy, you know. Yeah. Like, but like for some people it wasn't easy. Like I think for introverts we have our easy people, like the people that you're around, where it's like it's like breathing. Like yeah. you can be quiet, you can be talkative, you can be awkward, whatever, and it won't be a big deal. Yeah. And there's other people where you have to put in the effort. Yeah. And so I had a few friends who were like that, where it's like you had to put in the effort. And they'd be like, oh, can you hang out? <laughs> and I don't know if you ever did this. But I'd be like, oh, sorry, my mom said I can't. When really no! it was, I didn't take this to my mom. I, I went it through my I brain. I made right? a judgment in my right? mind that I wasn't going to go. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm sorry. To, uh, well, I'm actually not sorry. But, like, <laughs> but I used to do that, okay? And so I think it was more apparent to me in high school and, like, in school in general that, like, 
introverts were seen as like less than yeah and like that we had to improve yeah which is like no one tells an extrovert you have to improve in any way you know what i'm saying like no one like i never heard a teacher or anybody like say to an extrovert hey we need you to talk less (laughs) or how about you imagine think before you speak you know what i'm saying like but for us class clown yes but that's just because they're a class clown not because they're extrovert you know what i'm saying like even though they're a class class clown for me it's like it was a shot at my introversion where it was a shot at them you know what i'm saying like because there were extroverts who weren't class clowns yeah, you know what i'm saying but yeah. like it's just because they were the class clown but for me it was like when like teachers or like other people would ask me to like contribute more it was like i'm not not contributing because i'm scared like there w- was a point where i started had- having anxiety and that was because i was scared but there were other times where i was like i just don't have anything to say or someone else said it and what's the point of me reiterating it right and so i think in school, it's very looked down upon to be an introvert or to be quiet when there are so many people who are introverts who are geniuses, who are, you know, leaders, who are politicians, who are successful people. But in high, in school, it's always looked down upon. Yeah. Like your ambition is not right. something that you should pursue as a... I feel like Everybody has a level of ambition, but it's not exclusive to an extrovert or introvert. It's just like yeah. a level of of recognizing who and where you are. <laughs> like, yeah. for me, being in high school, I could have probably participated in a lot more social things. But honestly, I, honestly and truly, I knew, I knew for a long time, I knew from a younger age that networking was very, very important. Yeah. Which, and, and, with Which, that being the as case, an introvert, I hate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Especially because I didn't want to fake kick it with anybody. Like, yes. I didn't want to have that, that demeanor. That's like, the thing, yes. I don't want to ever have somebody tell, like come up to you or somebody else like, oh, yeah, Omar was being, being very fake or what else, like, you know, talking mm-hmm. trash behind you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. that's very tacky. Like, why would you even be my friend if you want to <laughs> have that have <laughs> idea behind me? Um, that, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. this totally reminded me because, like, it's just, like, how alike we are. <laughs> it's just, like, it reminded me when I was talking to my therapist about how like i don't like small talk so she asked mm. me she was like why don't you like small talk it was like well one i have a hard time believing that when someone asks me how am i doing that they truly care yeah. unless there's someone close to me and so i don't feel that i feel like it's futile like what's the point in asking if we don't care yeah and the thing is like i was i was telling her like okay they don't care but i'm gonna be honest i don't care no, either and like I'm not, and she laughed, and she's like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "It's not like I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but the truth is, if I haven't formed that connection with you, yes, I hope you're good in the sense that I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not invested in your story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm like, if we're in a cab, there's no reason, or an Uber, whatever. There's no reason to talk to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> aside from high and by, like, right. for me, that conversation. I think for extroverts, they're looking for that conversation that's just going to brighten up their day. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I, although conversation can be nice, those small talk conversations never do anything for me. There's yeah. never been a time where I've had small talk with someone. I was like, that was enriching. Like, that wasn't because it's just not me because I'm an introvert. Right. But for extroverts, having that small talk, talking about what you're going to do for the weekend, even though you just met them five seconds ago. It's great. That's like the highlight of your day. Yeah. For me, that's the worst thing that happened to me. Yeah. And so, like you're saying, like, I just found that that was so funny that we're connected on that. And then 
that my therapist thought I was being mean <laughs> when I said it, <laughs> when I was like being yeah. brutally honest. But like small talk, the reason it does. It's very, very networking is largely based off of forming shallow connections to get you to the next place. Yes. And so for me, those shallow connections and for you, they don't feed you. And it's actually exhausting because you have to put on this persona just to form that connection to get to the place that you want to go. Yeah, as an introvert, I because I'm so an introvert, I'm sometimes truly and utterly shocked how extroverts live their life. Yeah. Like, to me, it truly confounds me that in- extroverts like to go clubbing. I'm like... And I've tried... I'm like, I could never, I could never, like, I would feel like I'm dying. Like, it would be so uncomfortable for me. Wait, have you been to a club? No, and I know, and you know what's crazy is, like, I know that I would never love it. Because I just know, like, the only way I would love it is if there's food involved. Outside of that, I wouldn't want to be a part of that for many reasons. But many of them being that, or one of them being that I just am always yearning for my bed. So it's like, (laughs) I always want to be, like... I think for me, like, I'm happiest when I'm cozy and I'm, like, yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And not, like, comfortable, like, you know, comfort zone, but, like, comfortable, like, physically comfortable. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, my clothes are comfortable. The environment is right. The lighting is right. And maybe that has to do with being an empath or, like, being a sensitive person. But, like, if every if the energy doesn't feel good, it's, like, so much work. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And so I think... Like that's why I know. Like I've, ne- I don't ever need to try the club scene. <laughs> <laughs> but like for I me, I stopped actively listening to you once you said you've never been to a club, but you know <laughs> you're not ever going to a club. I feel like, and I'm just trying to make it like this is the the 35 percent of my extrovert that's just going to make it my mission to take you to one, just because it's an experience. It's, it's an, an experience that I know I never need to have. Like but for like, me, I never went to prom. <sighs> Yeah, and well. some people will be like, you're good. Like, people would tell me, oh, you're going to regret that. I'm 25. I have never regretted it. And I bet you when I'm 60, I, I won't be sitting there, or even on my deathbed, I won't be sitting there thinking, Dang. wow, I wish I went to prom. Yeah. It's just like, as introverts, we know, I feel like we know what we want yeah. very much. And yeah. so, because we do take the time to make our decisions carefully, we know that once we make that decision, we're not going to really have regrets about it. You know what it is? I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm being. I'm trying to be honest with myself. I'm trying to be as completely honest and transparent with myself as possible. So, with that being said, I think, I think I'm so introverted because, like, I like I like me and you. We over we think a lot, and yeah. so I think I overthink myself into positions where I know exactly what I want and yeah. how to get there. But then, like the forty, the thirty five percent of my extrovertness that was not in the conversation with the thought process of my introvertness is like. Forget all that planning because mm-hmm. you know what you want there. But I kind of want to do everything else just because, yeah. <laughs> just because it's out there, just yeah. because I, I, I have access, and just because no one else is gonna like bother me about it. Because yeah. they feel like this introvertness is that is that is me mm-hmm. isn't completely me. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to be honest with myself and knowing that sometimes I'll be capping. Like sometimes I just like am not um, the quiet person that. I you know am naturally am but like mm-hmm. the the outspoken person I can be sometimes is not like a person that I want to embody as like the the my main character. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So <laughs> there are things that like I do. 
um i wouldn't say envy but like i can appreciate about extroverts Mm -hmm. and like for me as an introvert i so very much appreciate that extroverts i feel like they can just walk into any situation and feel prepared to handle anyone who approaches them or any situation that arises i also feel like they're slightly more charming and like um for me i feel like i'm definitely not a charming person like (laughs) i think you are Oh, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> only you, only you and my mom think that. <laughs> you know me. You ain't like, even wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> my point is definitely not valid at this point. <laughs> if I'm with, I with can't mom. like walk into a room and like get what I want. You know, like yeah. I feel like there's some extroverts out there who just like can work a room, and I'm not that person. Like I'm the person in the corner who's like, I'll work the room once I know. Like right. once I feel like, like I have a handle on right. everybody. But, like, I, there are definitely things that, like, although I've grown into, like, accepting that I'm an introvert and loving that I'm an introvert, yeah. there are definitely times where I'm like, man, I just wish I was an extrovert. Yeah. Because it would be easier to form connections or maybe I'd have more friends or whatever. But, like, let's be real. I don't really want that many friends. But, like, some there was a time in my life where I was, like, I really did truly think that being an extrovert was more beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And growing up, I've learned that being an we're all who we are for whatever reason there's a purpose in it and that i know my purpose is to be an introvert and that like i wasn't meant to be made any other way yeah. and i think as introverts you overthink like i think you as introverts we think extroverts have this overt confidence that yeah. inwardly we are confident but like it's not it won't translate to like an external presence yeah so that's so true though because that's really true because I've been told, like, oh, you seem like a very confident person. And I am because I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. But I'm not confident outside of that, meaning, like, I'm not confident in social sense. presenting that who I am is... Yeah, like, well, I'm confident in who I am, but I'm not confident in presenting it, like you yeah. said. Or, like, showing everyone who I am. I'm yeah. not confident in that. So I think, like, it's definitely, like, confusing for some people because, like, you present as this confident person, but that's because I'm confident in who I am. Like, I'm right. not confident... That, like, I'm not confident in my abilities. <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite thing about being an introvert? My favorite thing about being an introvert is my ability to be seen and not heard. And not, <laughs> that's like a bad, like, you know, kids be like, you know, those be like, kids Children, are supposed yeah. to be seen and not heard, but like, to be incognito, I feel like a spy. Yeah, like, it's like you're like in an a, incognito mode. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a spy. I'm just, I'm just looking out, seeing yeah. everybody going on. All right, I'll do my tech here. Go into a store, get that's out. True. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's true. I, I, I do. I think that's like a superpower in a weird way, and I think it that's why is. introverts are successful in certain career paths because. I was gonna say my favorite thing about being an introvert, and it kind of ties into what you're saying, is like attention to detail, and being observant person yeah i think it's very helpful in a lot of ways whereas extroverts aren't always observant um because they're too busy like they're too focused on like interacting yeah and so they can't put their focus on like other things Mm -hmm. or just themselves long enough to be like okay yeah assess and i how many people i have around me and stuff like that I think, like, it's such a superpower in the sense that, like, it's always been well for me, like, done well for me to be uh, someone who has attention to detail just based on my career path. And also, 
I'm a writer, so there has to be a level of attention to detail, obviously. Anything that's creative, there has to be an attention to detail, so that's always helpful. But I also think it's helped me choose people that I want in my life. Mm -hmm. I have, there have been very few chance like experiences in my life where i've been like i've chose to have this person in my life and i regret it yeah um well i can't say yeah because i have experiences (laughs) i mean there have been regrets right but like for me it's not because i wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. like i will see the red flags i will see them i will take note of them i just decide to look past them but you can't say that i didn't notice them yeah and so for me that's something that I appreciate about, appreciate about myself is that when I say something, you can know that I meant it because I took time thinking about it and I took time analyzing how you would feel about what I said. <laughs> you know, like I'm always like just thinking about how I come across to other people, how I affect yeah. other people, um, that the words I say are exactly what I mean and that there's yeah. no room for misinterpretation. And I think that's a skill that a lot of people, like when I said like people think that you can't be successful, a lot of people need that. Just like extroverts have a superpower, introverts have a superpower, and just because they're different doesn't mean they're not vital. Yeah. Because I definitely think extroverts have a superpower that is very vital that I can never provide. (laughs) I mean, I feel like extroverts are like those people who are the actresses on stage and like the introverts are the stage people who have (laughs) put in place those things. Who are like doing the lighting and doing like the The set. Right. That that (laughs) was created. You created like the extrovert created, an introvert created that. Like, yeah, we are those, (laughs) those beings. (laughs) Like the minions. (laughs) 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 I don't look cool minions. (laughs) That's a really good way to describe it because I think like, they're just as important. Like you can't have the production without the production staff. Like, and so, but it's also like if we were put on stage, we would hate it. Yeah. And the people who were on stage would hate to do the costumes and everything else. And so it's just like, I just think it's so cool how the world is made up of like certain people and mm-hmm. that like we all work together to like create yeah what is necessary. And For like sure. we do it in our own ways and that, and like when an extrovert does it, it's amazing. When an introvert does it, it's also amazing. Yeah. It's just we took different paths to get there. For sure. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Help I'm Sad. If you liked what you heard and want to support the show, please subscribe or follow and share the podcast with family and friends. Also, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show. And we would love to create a community for Help I'm Sad listeners. So don't be shy. Interact with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Help I'm Sad Pod and on Twitter at Help I'm Sad underscore pod. We will be back next month with another episode. Until then, love, light, and peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.